This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Dynamite Preview, live from Las Vegas. <laughs> I am Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dudley boy Michael Hamfler in the beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, ahead of a live, first time ever AEW show for the both of us. We are very, very hyped. That might, in fact, inform so. the, the yeah. content of this preview, because I'm not necessarily sure if it was on TV, I would be doing cartwheels over the prospect, but we are currently in a hotel room, very nice as well. Mm-hmm. Shower's not the best, <laughs> if I'm going to be a little bit pedantic, but yeah. you know me by now, and we are looking at, I can see a Denny's, I can see a Motel 6, and then just the desert. It's class, it's unbelievable, like, I was saying to you this morning, this goddamn greatest country on earth, like, only here can you see the desert and bright neon lights, a stone's throw away from one another, stone's throw away, which by the way we are, from the MGM Grand. Yes, it's like next door. For tonight, so where is it, in, in contrast, in terms of the road... Where would you say the dynamite venue is to our hotel? It's on the other side. I can't believe it. So yeah, you're right. Like we were talking about this dynamite, like in WhatsApps earlier last week. I was like, it's a bit wild west this one, and now we're here. I cannot wait. No, I cannot like, wait. Got any more promos for me, Tony? Totally. Like, got any more talking segments? I'll take five more. Have you got any more anything? Because it's AEW <laughs> live, and I'm absolutely buzzing at the prospect. I bit of a brutal flight. Um, so that was a bit of a pain in the arse, but we're here. We've had coffee, we're refreshed, and we're buzzing. And if I had my perfect dynamite experience, mm-hmm. if you could say, Sidgwick, what do you want on the card? It's all for you, this. Yeah. Don't know why. I'm just you know working on an analogy here. It wouldn't necessarily look like this, but I'll tell you what, the Lucha Bros versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah of the BCC would be on it. Claudio versus Phoenix was just exactly the mm-hmm. sort of phenomenal match you'd expect. Like the rope walk, but on the barricade just the sense of struggle and the fact that it felt like two people with very different skill sets meshing those together wonderfully. Claudio was a fantastic base. If you put that and you add to it Penta, who's like an absolutely great dickhead, versus a little bastard in Utah, their exchanges could be equally as fun in a completely different way. Um, I expect, unless they're making cameos in the Battle Royal, that this is probably going to be the most the Lucha Bros are focused on this weekend, Mm -hmm. and I think they will be massively up for this. This could potentially be the opener. This could be starting in the ring 15 minutes. Sorry, you didn't really get on the pay-per-view in any capacity. Show me why you should be next time sort of thing. Yeah, I hadn't really considered that, um, but I'm sort of glad the way it's laid out. The double or nothing card, as it stands, is fine. If anybody's listening, it's fine. Yeah. It's absolutely good to go. You don't need to see the Wikipedia match list get any bigger. But typically it would do in order to facilitate an act just like the Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers. Obviously we don't yet know the full roll call for the Orange Cassidy. Oh, or could that be Kyle Fletcher match on, uh, on Sunday? <laughs> but that title match obviously leaves an element of mystery in terms of the wrestlers that are going to make it on the card. 
But yeah, there's going to be a few this time that probably this, whether it be Dynamite or Rampage, or if there's any sort of dark content or whatever, not capital D dark, obviously, um, this is their one chance to show out in Vegas. Yeah. So they're probably going to want to, it's the that old-fashioned wrestling thing of like wrestling for next time. Yeah. Like, see see that you should have put me on the card. Like, that's a great motivator. Like, historically, that's a really great motivator for talents like Penner and Phoenix as well to like chase the biggest pop. Yeah. When they're not even going to feature on a Sunday. Have you seen the Lucha Bros live before? I've seen them wrestle each other. Oh, right. Um, I was at a Fight Club Pro show where they wrestled each other and it was all fivers and tenors in the ring afterwards because yeah, yeah. they just did 10 minutes of exhilarating like high spots and next stuff. Yeah. But I'm, tried, I'm not sure I've ever seen them. And Penta a few times, but yeah. never as a tag team. I've never seen either of them live. If I'm going to be a bit of a bummer because that is kind of... It's not a brand. I don't want it to be a brand. Yeah. Not one of these screaming podcasters. <laughs> I just watch wrestling wrong and I admit this. I'm interested to see just how how many wires you can see in a Lucha mm. Bros match with the saves and stuff like that, or if it's even better live because you can see these people doing ridiculous, like impossible for anybody else um, to do with their bodies. But there's probably going to be some kind of elite. This is the, there's nothing on this uh, preview card. I'm looking at the collage right now, in absence yeah. of notes, where they're going to advance uh, BCC versus the Elite. And they've done the big angle, they're reunited, they're ready to defend their vision of wrestling, whatever. I still want to see Kenny Omega twice. Am yeah. I, I going to see Kenny Omega twice? The, you could have been forgiven for thinking that they might do, I know there's like so many we'll hear froms, yeah. but a we'll hear from the elite would have been quite logical tonight, yeah. wouldn't it? Obviously the first thing back in the last, like the go-home show, the one show to do it. But I do wonder if, um, it's not going to be, you've said this before, it's not going to be one of them pre-pay-per-view filthy rampages is it where like the elite are in a six-man match well, or something like oh we get the, the long way to Jarrett Omega singles match Jesus Christ like yeah <laughs> the fact that there's nothing on Dynamite to suggest that they are going to do anything to promote a match that yeah it has been promoted does in the fact that I'm here in the baking sun ready to watch it live like the copium's happening mm. the, the optimism's happening like he doesn't care about Rampage anymore does Tony Khan but at the same time even when he didn't care about Rampage earlier this year, late last, he got a Jun Akiyama match. He's always, always on these pre-pay-per-views giving you some kind of a bonus. And every now and then, like you just don't know who's in town. And any opportunity to sell this pay-per-view, mm-hmm. um, well, to be honest, I'm not worried about the buy rate. No. Not my money. I'm going live. going to have a great time. Um, but he's probably worried about it. Every time the Pillars have been in a main event segment, it's not done particularly well. Mm. They might think that BCC versus the Elite and Anarchy in the Arena is an, an amazing attraction, and it will be, but I, I just think that that's any opportunity you've got to sell this pay-per-view, to steer the conversation away from CM Punk, who we'll get to imminently, um, is a good one. So why not just do... Uh, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Uh, yeah. Why not? I mean, why not? Here's a one for a more like, this I feel is a more pragmatic choice, but one that for the elite heads, like the Freakazoids will absolutely love this, and I consider myself one of them this week while I'm in town. What about, like, pick a heel team, like it's the usual winners and losers, a heel tag team, like off the top of your head, like anyone like Tony Nese, Stucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a heel tag team versus... versus Matt Jackson and Hangman Page, <gasps> just to prove that the elite are more solid. Than oh, ever. because it was always, it was always them. them too. Yeah, and like they were the nucleus of the tension. And they just set out tonight. Like you have, like John Moxley cast doubt on if the elite can really be together. Yeah, and you do your big dramatic moment with your mop. We don't believe it. We're real. Yeah, and you're fake, and that leads to them 
proving themselves yeah. like a, an easy tag win, but with a bit of juice to it. I had one idea. It's not going to happen because Yuta's wrestling tonight and Kenny Omega's going to save himself. But when there was that brilliant comparison made by Danielson um, between Yuta and Omega, they've both got potential to be wrestlers, yeah. which is just obscene. I would love it if like Yuta was like, I've got the same potential, let's see who's got the most. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Omega could have, bat- could have batted him for 10 minutes. But uh, aye, that's not happening. But, you know, it's still going to be a fantastic episode of Dynamite Rampage. Not so much. We might as well talk about CM Punk. They are not pre-advertising the fact that they're doing a location drop as a selling point of this show to say that it's going back to Daly's place. I understand there's been a rumour killer. Yeah. Um, maybe it was something like a bit of a dot connection, like an easy one to do. Mm. Um, but CM Punk is going to get all but announced tonight, isn't he? I think so. The last... Um, it's weird, right? Because the difference in markets at the moment means that the last time Tony Khan did a surprise venue announcement, it was Wembley Friggin' Stadium. Yeah. But business is a little bit swaft domestically that you just don't feel like that an American equivalent could happen. Like, people are sort of going, well, it's the United Centre or the Knockout Punk. And if they've not got Punk, that's a bust and that's an L. And as you say, like, teasing a week that you've not got the thing people want to see yeah. is a hell of a risk. Like, but what if... Like, if it's not the United Centre, what if it's because he's trying to work on something bigger? Like, is it possible that... Like, is it even possible that there is a third option beyond United Centre, crushing disappointment venue, or... Oh my God! Tony Khan's gone crazy again. He's going to try and sell forty thousand tickets to Collision or something. Like a baseball I mean? stadium or something. Yeah, something yeah. like wild like that. That we've not considered. Arthur Ashe once upon a time was such a unique choice. Like nobody had ever thought how class would wrestling look in a tennis venue. Apparently, Raphael Morty did to Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon had reservations about it being open air. This was before ah. they had a roof. Ah, yeah, I suppose that makes sense. He's a bit. He's New York and he's a bit soft. The thing but, is, they've booped the United Center. Like yeah, that was they, there. That was out. booked that it. Was yeah, out yeah, before, yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Um, yeah, it's got to be the United Centre. I'm interested. Again, like we apologise. Loads of this podcast is going to be covered with our own personal biases and what we'd like to yeah, see yeah. in the flesh. But like people are even. I don't. This is going to happen. But people are trying to manifest the prospect of like naming CM Punk tonight. It's not just being because by saying it's the United Centre, that's your best effort at trying to make. First dance to the second coming, which and it would be a about. diminished return. It would be. So I think people are trying to manifest the, the mention of his name, and yeah. it has sort of brought up suggestions that well, could he even appear at Double or Nothing? I don't think he'd be on the show tonight or anything, no. but like, could he even appear at the pay per view? Um, would he be like, in the same building as people? These are still considerations. Like, if there's, there's so much. Even if they give you the United Center, there's still potentially some unknowns. Yeah. So I'm just really curious as to how this plays out. The United Center will get a big pop. Because the assumed knowledge from the fairly plugged-in live crowd will give you that reaction of that equals punk. But I wonder how they follow up on that when we sort of like three weeks ago. That's the thing. I would do it if I was Tony Khan. I would just do it's United Centre. No one armies. <laughs> Maybe some kind of a little little and then do the announcement and that's it. Yeah. And then have like Joe come out and do the, the challenge and cut a promo no, and all the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. So maybe something like that. Maybe something that's like that. That's a nice that. um, old AW thing of hiding something actually a little bit cooler behind something that's cool on paper. Yeah. He used to be really good at that. So if that was the, if there was like, if that's the sort of icing on the, the cherry on the icing on the cake, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a nice old school AW thing for coming back to Vegas. Uh, you know? So Orange Cassidy versus Kyle Fletcher. Look, I know why Tony Khan does this. He likes to preserve the big matches, help the anticipation. Uh, this is the most predictable match in some time. 
yeah. this is going to be a big test of Cassidy. I will, when he puts his hands in his pockets in a few hours, mm. I will lose it and pop. Yeah. But for the TV audience, like, it's a bit of a, this one's a bit of a stretch. They've already advertised the pay-per-view match. Mm. Fletcher in no way, shape, or form is defending that title in that <laughs> match. It'd be the, one of the weirdest graphics ever. Uh-huh. And this is a company that specialises in weird match graphics. Think of a rain as well, if it is. Yeah. Like, not just for a twist for the pay-per-view. Yeah. And even of the orange Cassidy rain in such, like, heartbreaking, but understatedly so, fashion. Oh, it'd, be anti- it'd be a total weird anti-climax. I think like. so. I don't, well... What's the precedent for results like this? Would it be the guns winning the tag belts, maybe? Well, if, like, a few people had foreseen that possibly happen, then. Yeah. They? Like, is there any result like this that would be as shocking that AEW have already delivered? Because Doubt it. the nature of Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes was the shock, not the fact that he won the belt. Yeah. So I can't think of a match where if Kyle Fletcher won, there would be a bigger um, surrender cobra moment yeah. in AEW history in terms of a singular result. It'll be if they can get one or two near falls out of this. Hmm? Genuinely, I think it'd be a really impressive achievement. I'm expecting it to be a very, very good match in spite of the fact that it's stunningly predictable even by AEW standards. But maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like Orange Cassidy's such a great babyface. I've spoken at length about how his biggest, best, funniest, deep joke is that he's everything that people who hate him want him to be. Yeah, He's so timeless, so smart, so good at selling. And I just, I'm looking forward to go into the MGM Grand just watching someone I really like probably win a match yeah like uh, the inner child in me like l- still loves that about wrestling still a draw when it's new in it yeah it's still a draw the only thing I wonder if the what the initial plan was here has the um, Mark Davis injury derailed something because was Orange Cassidy designed to beat Kyle Fletcher here you know when when you first attacked him yeah and it was like well immediately are you looking towards Will Ospreay Orange Cassidy 2 of Forbidden Door was this actually a teaser for the teaser and Will Ospreay was going to enter the the Battle Royal on Sunday yeah. was this designed for him to beat Fletcher and then get beaten down by the three of them afterwards yeah. but now Mark Davis isn't there so you're kind of you're treating Carl Fletcher as a bit more of a singles guy yeah. might st- this might still be an access route for Will Ospreay yeah. like that's why this match might be in place oh Jesus that double <laughs> alarms that's how efficient we are so a bit of backstory there sorry the alarms have gone off we flew we all both woke up at about 5am UK <laughs> time yesterday got ready hopped on a metro Took about 40 minutes to check in, even though we checked online. Checked in online. Flew to London, had a six hour layover, then a 10 hour flight to Vegas, and then had to get the luggage and customs and then checking in. And I slept a little bit on the plane, but we thought, you know what, we're getting to sleep at about midnight. It's having a nice nine hours. Yeah. And then we realised, where fathers? It's impossible <laughs> to sleep for any stretch of time. So that's why we've been up for about three hours and our alarms have just gone off. We realised at approximately 11 pm last night as we were digging into our food at a, at a Hooters, that it, we've been up 24 hours plus. Yeah. Like, it, it, the four of us, collectively, like, I think Miller, who lives in London, but he was up at the gym and grafting, being Simon Miller. Oh, yeah, Simon Phil, Miller. like, met us on the same metro, so we were all 24, 25 hours deep as I was uh, doing the do. And uh, Two pints of Mountain Dew. Yeah, I got two sides. I'm going to talk about this. Like, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a travel vlog as much as it is anything else. Um, I got two sides. I love America. I just love America makes sense to me. When it comes to a dining experience, yeah. I got two sides because I'm not, I'm not really feeling full meals. Stomach a bit weird after the yeah. flight. Get a couple of sides. It was two, it was two full meals. Two full meals. It was like I, I didn't want one full meal. I ended up ordering two. Yeah, like chips for three and a bowl of chili. That in like in an English, um, like English pub grub, that was the equivalent of a full meals worth of chili. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You'd get that chili and then you'd get like 
just a little bit of rice on the side or something. Maybe some like four great chips. Yeah. Fries. <laughs> four fries. Four fries. Chunky fries. Oh, a mountain of curly fries. What do you get yours look good as well? Do you get? It's got a lighter bite. Uh-huh. Seasoned shrimp. Loads of it. Just like loads of like prawns. Like prawns in England are just stupidly expensive. <laughs> if I got that dish in England, it would yeah. cost like just a stupid amount of money. But I now America's class. Goose Island IPA. Locally saw shrimp from here in Vegas. In a, yeah, 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 yeah. In the yeah. desert. Yeah. Yeah. What else is on this bloody show tonight that I can't wait Everybody's to go talking. see? Everybody's talking. Like, it's just... Again, I don't mind. We're getting to view a TV show that looks like a pro wrestling TV show. But I know we've kind of, like, jumped ahead to the Tony Khan one. But four pillars stuff. Four pillars. Or potentially doing one more all four men in the corners of the ring thing just to start where it... Like, finish where it starts. That could, that's how the show could start, to be honest. Yeah. They could start it then. Um... I kind of hope it goes top of the hour because this is one of the things I'm really looking forward to on the live experience. You get it on fight because it airs advert-free most of the time. I want to watch live MGFs. I can turn it up to 11 because I can say the F word, basically, yeah. because like TNT on filming, TBS on filming me. So I kind of hope it goes top of the hour. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how they're going to approach this. Is it just going to be a simple state your claim or is it going to be like a, a correction Mm. Are they going to have all four men just put each other over to the hilt? Yeah. Say, like, you can't do this weird accusations of nepotism or Sammy Guevara's going to have to get a full handle of his character and what he wants, what reaction he wants to generate on Sunday. That's the most important thing. Darby's just going to have to show the promise that he showed in the very first week. Mm-hmm. It's been wildly uneven, yeah. the storyline. I think that a lot of... It's been just all over the shop. Like... Darby Allen's first promo was, oh, why, why not do a singles match? Mm. Like, that's how strong it was. And then Guevara's been really entertaining. To be honest, Jack Perry's done the least amount for me, so I think maybe he should be spotlighted here. Yeah, I could see that. The, if you think about the the big angle advancements, if you can even really call them that, because it's been a touch WWE in that respect, hasn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Can they coexist? Yeah. Promo trains. And like other than the Sammy M. Jeff diversion, Everything has been just repeat the sticks. Yeah, like it's another week where we, the only other one I can think of is um, Jack Perry in the band, and it didn't really scan as this amazing Steve Austin like big gotcha. surprise moment because and um, Jeff was a blast as he so often uh, is. He was an absolute blast. And in that Perry isn't kind of yeah. And, yeah, and like what was he doing? What was he doing in the band? What are you doing, what are you here, doing Jack here? Perry? So yeah, like four versions of "You're Good, I'm Better." I don't think would go amiss. Honestly, I think man. it's one of those where it's against the curve now, mm-hmm. where if they can just do mm-hmm. proper basics, promote your opponent, promote your match, convince the crowd that you're going to win or you're going to retain or whatever, like this needs to be simplified for me. Could you do um, like just a, the increasing like the increasing elements of danger from all of the pillars? So like they all have their moment, and then just MJF slides to the ramp because he's washed his hands and he's sick of them, and he'll see them Sunday, etc. And then you've got the Jesus Christ, that was. That was the backup alarm, <laughs> just in case I didn't wake up at like half four in the friggin' morning while I did. Could you do the Jack Perry through the ropes tope, the Darby Allen, and then the Darby Allen dive into both of them, and then Sammy Guevara doing something wacky and spectacular to finish it off? And yeah. That's not like they've all just like crumpled into the pile, stacked like coils, like on the floor. Yeah. So you had like. Stand around. All the verbals. Scoring around, stand around, <laughs> stand around too much. All the verbals. I'm going to get you because I'm not scared. I'm the best. But actually, here's my dive and it's even better and I'm the best. And they yeah. say, I was like, I'm actually the best. And then they've just all gotten over in the ways that they need to. And MJF yeah. looks 
suddenly the weakest, even though we sort of on the sly know better. Yeah. We know he's got all that in his locker, he just doesn't want to and have to use it. And we know that he's going to win as well. well I suspect they'll do a much better job of convincing me on Sunday yeah, than tonight. Definitely. Um, that uh, title change is going to happen. Right, here's something that's annoying me, because I think this match could be just a 10-minute, really, really fun exhibition of the House of Black, because they are in trios action, um, for the title as well. Mm. So it's part of the open house gimmick, so that's fine. Um, it's Blake Christian, um, formerly of the NXT 2.0 Parish. Uh-huh. Can you remember his thing? Was he... Um... I've already sp- I've, apologies, me and Will Bourne have already spoke about this, but it's a good bit of trivia. Was he, like, potentially, before his release, going to be like Cora Jade's boyfriend as, like, a superhero? Like yes. A, like an Eric Young-style, I'm wearing my pants over my trousers hero. Yeah, because I think he was a complete loser. Yeah. In NXT, obviously, the character. And then Cora Jade... Oh, don't worry, Trey Baxter. Trey Baxter, I couldn't remember his name. You're still my superhero. You're my superhero. And then in that WWE trademark fashion, the camera lingered on his face mm. for 10 friggin' seconds <laughs> to make it unmistakable to the morons what his character's motive was or what his thought process was at that time. They might as well just do more exposition. You could see like the animated thought bubble. Yeah, over there. animated thought bubble with him in his, in his new gear. In a cave. <laughs> so he's basically, if you are unfamiliar with his work because he's predominantly known for his time, his brief... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Diamond NXT 2.0. He's a really skilled uh, wrestler who wears kick pads Mm -hmm. and who does that modern hybrid style, which doesn't really electrify me anymore. But in the context of a live setting with the House of Black, it could be awesome. So it's Blake Christian, AR Fox, who's just incredible. Watching him and Malachi Black do some like sort of deception dance and yep. who can outwit the other, that should be incredible. And that team is rounded out by Metalik. Yeah, that's like unique, if nothing else, isn't mm. it, to have Brown Metalik. I just don't want the lights on. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, the, what are we going to get out of the House of Black this week? So we're going to get the divisive lights from the first defence. Uh, they established. This is weird, and it's never going to not be weird, that the challengers get to pick a rule. So, like, yeah. oh, so that the rule we're picking is, Brody King's got to lie down for the whole match. Then what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a device for down the road, and but it's such a weird 
thing where like if the heels are pick, remember the um, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph can do anything he wants. Then they first, you can get DQ, but I can't. Is that all you got, Dolph? Yeah, no. <laughs> like, there's an element of that with this House of Black house. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I you could have both hands tied tied behind your backs. Yeah, I would. The thing I always think with these dynamite matches, and we say this all the time, there's obvious winners and obvious losers, and that's not always a problem because wrestlers are involved in other storylines, and this is work. You come to the wrestling show because you're a wrestler to wrestle yeah. your wrestling match, and then accidentally you found yourself in a like feud with other wrestlers. Yeah. So then it turns out that you're like so in the case of the House of Black and the Acclaimed, the Acclaimed have become the number one contenders. So it's completely reasonable that there would be no story. It's just we're the number one contenders. We'll see what the paper. Yeah. Do. These are your tune-up matches, whatever. Can you really fold the acclaimed and daddy ass into a post-match with House of Black? Because I just can't see it. They win, they dominate, like, the. obviously there's winners and losers here. So, like, A.R. Fox takes the pin or whatever. And then, like, the lights go off. But then all the, like, Malachi Black lore is interrupted by, listen! It'll be an all-timer. It'll like, be an all-timer. There's so much material to play yeah. with with the House of Black. The word law. We've got a huge <laughs> crap. If I'm in that, well, I'm, I'm went from me in that building. If it gets uttered, being um, acclaimed, don't even try it. You're just a lower end AW Bray Wyatt. Yeah, uh, like, just go, just go for all the sort of goth stuff. That, yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. Don't like, and, yeah, yeah. Even like Mordecai or something like that. Oh, There's right, absolutely yeah. loads <laughs> they can do. But I, it's the sort of thing. Like that's that is the problem with these lights for me. Funny faker rhymes with Undertaker, by the way. Yeah. Nice. You can have that one, Max. Phony faker. Writing down gift. Sounds like a Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phony faker. Phony faker. I just, this could be just 10 minutes of a blast. Yeah. And I'm worried that the stupid lighting is really going to get in the way of it. Do you not want to be a part of that? Do you not want to. I'll like, tell you what, right. This match is not going to be, oh, if I missed it yeah. live, I'd be good. It's not that great. Maybe just to experience it. Mm hmm. And in like, the building before it gets jettisoned for being terrible. Object, like if we're watching it and then at one point you turn to me and we're like, what did he just do there? Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. objective evidence that it should go rather than just, I don't like what it looks like. Because there is people, like from, uh, I remember reading the tweets at the time where there was people in the arena saying they either could or they couldn't see based on yeah. where they were sitting. And it's like, remember the red light for the fiend? There's people in the building like, I, like, I don't care because it's the fiend, but I can't see what he's doing. Yeah. I can't but see. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, is it a chin lock or a front face lock? I can't make it out for the red lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like Brody King dented the barricade with his power. Yeah. You want to be able to see that. It's <laughs> an incredible bit of pro wrestling magic in the moment. Um, House of Black to win, you I think? I reckon so, you know. Yeah. I might get it done. Get it done. So there's some more talking segments which we'll get to, but let's go through the last match quickly. Um, Advertise only four. So there is mm. going to be quite a lot of talking here, which is fine. You need to sell the goddamn pay-per-view. Cool, and you're going to get, trust me, enough wrestling on Sunday. Yeah. Because that's how AEW do their pay-per-views. Um, Tune-up match for Tyler Valkyrie against uh, Lady Frost, which is going to win, after which they will summon out Jay Cargill and Smart Mark Sterling. And that's it. Yeah. Lady Frost has been getting raves mm -hmm. for her work in Ring of Honor. So it's, I guess, if you want to be nice, we're in Las Vegas, basking in the sunshine. On a work trip. This is ridiculous. How can you complain? I'm going to be optimistic. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit of a meritocracy. Uh -huh. Like you get a spot in ROH, functions like dog slash elevation, too bloody much if anything. <laughs> and then you get a chance to, what do the kids call Show out yeah. on Dynamite. But this is going two minutes. Or it's going to go six minutes, three and a half of which will be in a commercial break. That was what I was That's thinking. what's happening here. The idea is like they want to give Ty Valkyrie 
Like, she's lost the rematch because, in her mind, like, had she had access to her finisher, she could have beaten Jade. So there's either two ways to do it, isn't there? There's either the filler match where you get all of Taya's offence, so you get this last little showcase for her. So you've seen everything. That, it's not just a finisher she can bring against Jade Cargill. It's all of this. Or it's a proper 20-second. Oh, my God, she hit the finisher. And if she hits that on Jade Cargill, yeah. now that she's legally allowed to, it's all over for the title reign. So really, it's going to be a case of one extreme or the other, I think, with this particular match, isn't it? We would normally play a game. We don't play a game. Like, don't, the game. We don't have a soundboard. Don't yeah. have a soundboard. Don't have anything. We don't have Adam Wilborn. So we don't do ladies' night. In spite of the fact, I know for a fact that uh, Adam Wilborn and uh, Jose Palomaro would get the... Um, Data. If we wanted it. Yeah. But I did sort of think ahead situation. We're in Vegas. Of yeah, course. yeah, The of course. whole crew are here for the week. Yeah. And uh, you know, I knew we'd be recording at this time. Our alarms breathe that as much. And... Uh, I've invited a guest along. Have you? Come on in. Come on in. It's only Jim Ross from over the road. He's come to talk to us anyway. He thought we'd be doing ladies. I didn't realise Wilbon wasn't here. Hey, fellas. <laughs> Hi, Jim. How are you doing? It's so good to see you. Yeah. We haven't seen you since that wrestle culture when you came to Gateshead that time. It's good to be here. It's been a while. It's good to be here, Rex. It's good to be here, uh, Michael. <laughs> uh, as I understand it, is there a Hooters restaurant downstairs? <laughs> there is, you know, Jim. Oh my god, well it looks like, uh, I thought I was doing one thing tonight, in that <laughs> rampage. Turns out there's two things I'm interested in, how are you doing, I'm Jim Ross. <laughs> are you suggesting, Jim, that uh, Hooters worked out as a franchise, there's more than one way to make an awful lot of money in this business? Yeah, <laughs> or he's going to make a lot of money without that. Right, so we don't... Well, Jim Ross got cancelled for saying things like that, <laughs> and everyone should just lighten up Francis. <laughs> so we can't do ladies night, but... We have talked about this, obviously, with all the talking segments. There's still one or a couple more previews. There's that many. Have you sort of thought about maybe, or can you give us a spoiler? Have you seen the run sheet of how all of this might line up tonight? No, I don't know. I'm just commenting, you know. Uh, I'm in that room. I don't, I don't really see much. I'm not listening to OJR anymore. I don't really see much anymore. I've learned my lesson. Still, uh, how many trios matches tonight? One. How many referees? One. Make up makes sense. <laughs> They lose control of those goddamn things within two minutes. It's always that, uh, not Brad Fred, but who's uh, Rick Knox. Goddamn, he's the bane of my goddamn life. The bane of my goddamn life. Um, boom, I'm just going to ignite. Some of that cock in the flash of light. And a boom, bring the boom. Dynamite. And now what's all about the boom? Ooh. Boom, boom. I think uh, the women will get the penultimate match, I think. And Adam Cole and Chris Jericho's contract signing to open. It's very WWE. Kick so much ass. Adam Cole opening the Dynamite. It's, like the, it's from the Dream Era. It's, it's, just, it's the Dream Era you're Dynamite. Just, you're not, you're not going to beat the WWE light allegations to use kids talk that I shouldn't be at 37. Yeah. But big star... There'll be a lot of talking if they don't open with a talking segment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just want to, I want MGF to swear. Yeah. Oh yeah, MG, he's got he, he delivers the word brilliantly. Yes. Hax can do it mm-hmm. poorly. He does it fantastically he's well. Not bad with the S word considering how much that how much play that gets on TV. No, he's tremendous. Jericho, he's tremendous. We talked about this in the office before we flew over here. Is there a chance, because it's Jericho, that AEW breaks its own rule for the first time? And Adam Cole goes through a table. 
and he does that hypocrite thing where it's like, I can't believe you would like, attack me outside of the building. Like, I've allowed you to be back in my person this week because I want to be a professional and I want to be dignified. And then he does the sports entertainment thing and J.K. Hager bombs him through the table or something. Sh- it's a nod and a wink. Yeah. Like, either could do, like, in a circle or with the shrugged shoulders after yes. that. Like, that's a WWE spot when I'm a sports entertainer. Yeah. This is, that's a great spot, uh, shout that. It's the one time in context that doing that particularly... Like, people are appalled by it in WWE. <laughs> it's like, how can you be so creatively bankrupt, like, every single time? Did they do it on Raw this week? I didn't watch it. No. The, um, Trish and Becky. You know, like, the, uh, the they've got that, like, fancy Dan contract table. But my new pet here with that one is it's like a marble effect thing, and it all gets tipped or whatever. Somebody's only gone and strapped a kendo stick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always one of them now. It's uh, like, well, just check the table. Just check the just table. look first. It's like that when you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely easily done. I'm interested in this because someone's pointed out on Twitter, why is a contract being signed for an unsanctioned match, but it's going to be a hold harmless agreement? Yeah. Well, if there's the detail that I expect from this promotion, it'll be something like, obviously, this is an unsanctioned match. I'm signing this contract because, Cole, I am not liable for... Ending your career for a second time. Judas effect concussion or something. Yeah, I think they're really going to hammer home the fact that he's got the Judas effect. Adam Cole has had this horrific sounding brain injury, which, being pro wrestling, as they should, they are going to exploit the hell out of Mm -hmm. for Heat tonight. That's how it's going, isn't it? I think so. I think... um... They've not like I've got a lot of faith in this segment because they've just not put a foot wrong. With yeah, this it's story. been. I wish more people should talk about this <laughs> low Kiko story. I understand why it doesn't get much discourse because it's CM Punk on nothing. Mm. Um, but I honestly think they've done a great job with it. Yeah, I, like honestly, that first week I remember like myself having the dread of Danny Garcia coming out, and then the more that promo went on, and I was like, well, I'm already talking myself into liking Garcia Cole. Yeah, and then Jericho for me proved himself by being disciplined with that first week. Yeah. His simple cut the music off and look over your shoulder was this realisation of, oh, you don't have to be this absurd cartoon hack all the time. Yeah. You still know how to, like, drag one out a little bit. Yeah. And that's where I think I got the, the faith in this. And I've just, I feel like you've been rewarded. Like, how anybody couldn't go into, like, this match and feel like it's one of the hotter things at Double or Nothing after Strong Jericho? Because it's almost like he's yeah. physically trying to prove himself as well. It's yeah. like, it's not just that I can still craft it, but I can still give. So, like, I'll give Adam Cole this, like, what, Cole's admitted it's a dream match for him. Yeah. They're going to want this to be one of the big talking points coming out of the show. Both oh, yeah. Why? So I've got like a lot of faith in this, I, like, and including that extends to the segments as well. I've never like had doubts about Cole particularly, but I just think as a babyface, he's shone here more than I thought. Like the, the Adam Cole is back, but is everything all right? It was pretty much just isolated to one week, wasn't it? Yeah, and then, nice like, and then just went away for ages. Yeah. So like, I love the idea that they could just have it creep back in and have like that little bit of doubt for him now. This quietly is the best thing Adam Cole's done. And his AEW tenure so far. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. The page stuff was really up and down, wasn't it? And uh, Orange Cassidy was a bit of an awkward disappointment. That was weird, that. Yeah, it could have been so much better than it was. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm really looking forward to this. And uh, yeah, give you some proper pro wrestling heat. This yeah. one doesn't necessarily need it, but it'll help. And Jericho showing, like, if, is he going to be the... Mm, I've ruined it. <laughs> is he going to be the pain maker? Oh, my God. No, he can't do. You can't. Oh my God, the pain maker. No, I don't. Yeah, that was very much a stress. You could stress so much. You could surrender Cole for the pain maker. Surrender Cole the pain maker. No, he can't be, can he? Like Adam Cole is too sexy and awesome to be afraid of Chris Jericho yeah. pain and a spiky Cole. Yeah, like he can't be. No, I don't think so. Like I'm fairly certain Chris Jericho thinks he's the great Muta. So I'm fairly certain that the pain maker is going to make an appearance. Could Chris Jericho say, "Listen here, Adam Cole." 
I know what you love about Brivness. And I was better than Shawn Michaels ever was. And then have like some sort of heartbreak kid adjacent gear for the show or something like that. Yeah. He's, like he wants to be like, like Jericho calling himself like a sexy beast at this point in his career would be pretty great. And sexy it's like, beast, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, like, sort of like, like, did you not see what I did to Shawn Michaels, your, your little hero all them years ago, that sort of thing. Like if he's going to do like, like some kind of angle like that. Oh, if there's a screen out there for the contract side. Yeah. Screen law. Screen law. Yeah. Go right through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we have. It's a lot of talking, but good talkers and great talkers. We'll start with the good. It's Dax Harwood and FTR. <laughs> I'm joking. Like that fight like an eight-year-old girl was one of my favourite promos of yeah. last year. It was absolutely sensational. So we're going to hear from them. Um, hopefully it's the right way around this week. Because we were meant to hear from them last week and then yeah. they came out. And they didn't come out again. So it's false advertising That's and the right, logic yes. flow of the goddamn show. Yeah, I'm expecting that... Sort of, he's going to say it's not a raw, raw baby face speech, mm-hmm. then deliver a raw, raw baby face speech, revealing himself to be a hypocrite. But there's no need to be self deprecating because if you just did yeah. a raw, raw baby face speech, I would think it's awesome because he's really good at it. Um, there'll be an angle, there'll be an interruption, it'll be really fun. Um, Do you think he apologizes to the pile driver and then accidentally says, like, Mark, I know you're not. That stupid is to be drawn in by these guys and just be a bit accidentally patronising. Yeah, that's down with yeah. Mark Briscoe's refereeing loyalties. I know you're a chicken farmer, but you're not that stupid. I know I dropped down your head pretty hard, but you're not that dumb. Yeah, and he's kind of reminding him that he just dumped him on his head. Yeah, yeah. either because I have to, I have to advance that in some way. I had an idea for one of the basically so much of burying for the podcast. <laughs> this should, this should. So if Dax Hall was going to say, you know, I might have everything stacked up against me with like a giant. One of the most uh, Jezebel Barrel <laughs> and Karen Jarrett. Hopefully they don't go that far with it. And then you got that little brat Sanjay Duff. Um, but I promise, I promise, I'll fight for my goddamn life from Las Vegas. And then one of them say, you didn't even fight that half of your podcast? Oh Want to go eight episodes? It's a like, It was actually good, you know. It was. It was good. Same Punk Insights. Uh, the DIY feed insights. Uh, was it like rated RKO? And literally, nobody talks about that. So yeah, good that somebody in it actually I, did. Like, I... I thought it was really good. Like, um, I would urge you actually to check out the one on the pinnacle. Yes, um, that was the one I was thinking. There's a few bits of subtextual politics mm-hmm. that are really interesting if you can sort of listen between the lines, as it were. And I won't spoil it. You had this idea for the Proud and Powerful feud that was like incredible, mm-hmm. like to the point where I'm thinking, if I'm Tony Khan and I've got all of this um, extraneous supplementary content, I'm starting to think of, right, I need to groom guys for creative roles. Yeah. And I understand this doesn't just do it all by himself, like uh, QT's in the room, MJF, Jericho, Moxley, the elite, all have say in it whatsoever. But Dax revealed himself to be a wrestling mind throughout that podcast series, as much as some of the other petty bollocks and the <laughs> um, playing dumb it was really quite irritating on it. So yeah, I think that's how that's going to go. Something with Mark Briscoe, mm. some kind of set. And the last thing that's advertised is we'll hear from Ricky Starks, which I find interesting because are they going to... This is kind of what worries me. Maybe it doesn't. I'm going to be there. Um, whereas if I was in the UK and I saw yet another stipulation match added to the pay-per-view, I'd think this is excessive. Is he just going to declare for the Battle Royal? Is he going to say, I was screwed out of a match because I got disqualified, let's have a match with no disqualifications, and that would add the fourth stipulation match? I'm getting annoyed by something that hasn't happened yet. No, I know, but like no DQ, obviously. Because Jay White wasn't... So Jay White ran in on the initial Ricky Starks Juice match. Yeah. There was a DQ last week. That's two. Is there another DQ count out that I'm forgetting in Jay White's run so far? 
Either way, that's two. Either way, that's the and that's theme. Like, supposed to be still. So I know it's like it's increasingly creeping in, but it's supposed to be sacrilegious in AEW for a match. It doesn't feel like that to me anymore. It's no. Like, the DQ was a shock last week, but more just because it made the match all the weirder. Yeah. Like, rather than it was like, oh, I got less of a transgression than it might have once been. Yeah. I hope they don't step this up. Well, but that's it. Like, no DQ does stick out, but then with a ladder, with an unsanctioned, with anarchy in the arena, three things that are all going to outperform this. Yeah. With, like, like, no disrespect intended to Starks and White. It's the stories that are attached to those as much as the stipulations. And the excess. Yeah. I would rather see them both in the Battle Royal as proper contenders. Yeah. I don't want the Battle Royal necessarily to be... We haven't got anybody right right now for Orange Cassidy, but here's 20 people you get to see live. That's nice for the 20 people and anybody in attendance, but like I'd love it if every wrestler felt like they had a, had a shot. Yeah. Like, I want Keith Lee and Swerve in the Battle Royal to set up their... Final payoff, yeah. But this idea that they're super credible, so why would they not want to win the international yeah, yeah, title? Yeah. Like I want. So this Jay White and Ricky Starks falls into that for me. Any mini feuds that have got a little bit of like gas on the fire, hoy in the battle royal, and then you've got lots of little stories to tell within that. Yeah, and it becomes all of them plus Orange Cassidy's survival. I think it makes for a far better match. Than it just does, them. and if you put loads more credible contenders in there, especially Jay White, because Jay White, I'd be watching him like a hawk. Like I'd be worried. Don't end it like this. Yeah. He's got to go out in a one-on-one match. But like the Blade Runner is so nasty as well. Like yeah. when he's beating Okada and Ibushi, and like it feels so yeah, cruel. yeah. No, you can't do that. No. With it. Yeah. So I'd like that, and then they can do a rematch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, and maybe I had this idea first, but I noticed it. They do want a soft launch. Uh, they want a Trojan horse this international title, and um, and build it is the organic um, one to the A for Collision. Right. Which I don't like this. I don't like it in principle. I will let it play out. If they are going to do it, this is the best and most. It's not organic because yeah. they're booking this, but it's the most um, sort of elegant work of an organic, oh, it just became this thing. Took yeah. on a life of its own, even though they carefully prepared this. So maybe Jay White is the guy. Like Jay right. White versus CM Punk. Oh my God. That would be like unbelievable. That would be so good, wouldn't it? They did, they put Orange Cassidy on a poster in the same scale as MJ, yeah, they the did, team uh, champion, so that does yeah. check out, yeah. Um, I always thought that's what they were doing with this. Mm-hmm. And my God. Orange Cassidy building the prestige of, an, uh, of, a, of a world title. It's amazing. It's never, ever going to stop the conversations because the conversations do not factor in things like reason or anything like that. But, aye, Orange Cassidy's the best. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Let us know under the Twitter link to this podcast if you share our enthusiasm or if it's informed by the fact that the sun is baking us through this window right now. If you've um, got dynamite, come and say hello and share yeah, your enthusiasm with us. Yes, come and say hello. We're very nice people. Um, <laughs> you can follow us at WhatCultureWWE, so let, know, let us know your thoughts there. And um, Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. And you can follow me at um, Cedric. Thank you very much for joining us. We will be back later um, at an indetermined time to see how we feel. Yeah. Um, but the very, very latest, it'll be uh, tomorrow morning... Uh, West Coast time? Yeah. Is it Pacific? No. Vegas time. (laughs) Vegas time. Um, But we'll give you our live perspective on Dynamite. It's a podcast I'm really, Mm. really, really looking forward um, to recording. So um, subscribe if you haven't already to check that out. Again, thank you very much for joining us. Without your support, we would not be here. And I never, ever want to lose perspective on how much we value that. We're here. Really looking forward to it. Thank you very much for enabling that. And I hope everyone enjoys Dynamite, however you watch it. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program.